<laughs> spring has sprung. I wish okay. it were like in Bambi. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, I would have seen that movie skunk. once and never again. So I don't know oh. what you're talking about. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of traumatic. That, that one and the fox and the hound. I don't want. To oh my god, fox no. and the hound. Oh, is don't so even get bad. me started no. on fox and the hound. It reminds me of um, where the red fern grows. Right? Is oh, that the stop. book? Stop. Nope. <laughs> we don't. We don't watch these things or read these things. My the third grade teacher. How about Old Yeller? No. Oh. No. <laughs> How about Benji? Oh. I've never so seen Benji. He, there was nothing ever terrible in Benji. Ever. I was can't wait to watch the, the uh, Netflix one that's coming out soon. It's not the, it's not oh, the same yeah. one? It's not the original? No, it's a new thing. Oh. <gasps> I didn't realize this. Aren't we all so happy now that Benji is coming back? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, I think we got a program. Um, let me get yeah, the, uh, yeah. the bit starting and <clears throat> we'll do all that. So, five, four, three. Two, one. Hello world is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Okay, we're back with another episode of the Happy Hour. This is our third episode. Oh my god, we made it so far and we are all very <laughs> proud of ourselves. It is March uh the twenty second, and um we all have a very important announcement to make in that we have joined The Athletic as their primary podcast in covering <laughs> the Habs. Everybody else is doing it. We should do. I know. That's it's a just a very um, important announcement. I was so surprised uh, with the email that I got saying that, you know, we love your we love your material. We want you guys to keep going. And as a favor, you know, we really need more people carrying some water around here because some of the opinions of some of the people at the athletic aren't quite jiving with a lot of people. So if you guys can just smooth that all over, that'd be great. Carry some water for everyone else. Now, unfortunately, we have a member of this podcast who we all have to carry some water for because they don't know anything about sports, Veronica. <laughs> Hi. So, um, <laughs> do Listen. we introduce ourselves again? It's episode three. We will. I just had to get that okay. out because I had to, I had to <laughs> pick on Veronica about this. So, um, so I don't know. Well, yeah, you guys all know, but so last Saturday, the Habs played the Maple Leafs in Toronto. Some city with some team. Yeah. Toronto. Yeah. I never pronounced it that way before. Um, so they played Trana. in, in Toronto. And, um, and the Habs lost in regulation for the first time to the Leafs in the 2000s, I think. Um, and so it was nearing the end of the game and they were up by four goals. And I sent a little tweet out there. The Leafs were up by four goals. And so I sent out a little tweet going, oh, come on. Like, they're killing themselves trying to get a fifth goal for what? Like, in a game that they're obviously winning. Whatever. And that was it. And so, but then, so that was Saturday. On Monday, after lunch, I pick up my phone to look at my email. <laughs> and I've got... I'm like, really? oh, what? You know how when you look at, 
Twitter, the Twitter says 20 plus, like 20 plus notifications. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is either really good or it's really bad. That's that's and rarely a good sign. You <laughs> must be super popular because that has never happened to me. Oh, so thanks. When you have more than 20 notifications, it just says 20 plus. Oh, is that how it works? Thank you. <laughs> I think there's someday, Dave. Don't want it, though. <laughs> I sometimes send out things that I know are going to piss people off, then I send it out <laughs> anyway because it's probably cute. Like, that's what I'm going for. But so, anyway, Monday afternoon, Monday afternoon, two days after the fact, I've got all these notifications. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? Can't trade anybody now. And it's Leafs fans have somehow found my tweet. Like they're, they don't follow me. So they're doing a search for Leafs or whatever and quote tweeting me, LOL, do you even understand sports? Um, you know, is this the first hockey game you've ever watched? Blah, 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 blah. Sports and competitors don't take their pedal off the gas. And I'm just like, okay, I, I get it. Like, I do get it. At the moment, I was probably just annoyed, and I sent out the tweet, and I didn't care. And so that, oh, my God. And then they were just rolling in. Like, my finger was getting a cramp, trying to go scroll <laughs> through all of them. And so I wasn't going to engage with any of these guys because I'm not an idiot, contrary <laughs> to popular belief. So I'm not talking to any of these people. But I did, I did actually receive a couple of sort of, smart, funny replies and those people I did reply to. And uh, I did send out one reply to one guy who had a spelling mistake. So I corrected his spelling and then he liked it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to like all of these tweets as they come in because my mom always told me, which is something that I always say, but my mom always told me, don't give the bully what they want. So I just like, 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 and then they have no response. So anyways, hundreds of tweets came in and then I finally figured out how to turn off notifications from people that you don't follow. <laughs> so you I don't know if I, pardon? You just got used to being private. You forgot the joy I know. of, That's of letting everybody see what you yeah. tweet. <laughs> I've, I've had a similar experience, Veronica, where I, most of my tweets during hockey games are fairly tongue in cheek. I'm 98% yeah. of the time joking about what I'm saying, but it will always be something like after a Leaf game or after a Senators game, someone in that fan base will be searching their team's name and they'll come across that tweet. And completely out of context, I, I probably do look like an idiot or I probably do look like an asshole. And then it right. snowballs through the whole fan base. <laughs> oh, and the whole like, fan base. Like, look at the timestamp, people. It was in the middle of a game. I'm probably not being serious if you look at any other tweets in my timeline. So, I mean, people want to take exception to things. They want to be really, um, they want to defend their team, which, it, with that intent, totally appreciate it. I want to defend my team, too. Absolutely. I would have done the same thing. But they were just like, oh, like, piling piling and there was this one guy who kept on repeatedly tweeting me going what do you think at chili pepper what do you think about this at chili pepper i was just like like <laughs> like like and then on oh god whatever night it was monday or tuesday night i sometimes i when i get home i'm like looking through the nhl scores and seeing if there's any game i might want to tune into and i see the leafs are beating tampa i'm like really tampa what's going on with tampa by the way 
Oh, we'll get into that later. Yeah, that's but, something we so, should talk about maybe at yeah. some point. <laughs> and so <laughs> Tampa or Tampa's losing three nothing to the Leafs. I'm like, ugh, great. And um, then the next time I look at the scores, Tampa won the game, four to three. That so is, I got to the exquisite was, oh. revenge <laughs> of sending out a tweet saying, like, I, I took a screenshot of the score with all of the goals in each period for each team. And I said, last time I looked, the Leafs were up 3 nothing. I understand now, Leafs fans. Mission <laughs> excuse. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you hit the nail right on the head despite your lack of knowledge in sports, but um, it's not over to... LOL. The fat lady sings, and that's exactly what happened. And unfortunately, the most unthinkable thing happened that day, and that the Maple Leafs lost. I was flabbergasted, <laughs> completely floored by that showing, and I don't think I was alone in that. But there we are. Well, and I actually did get one reply from one guy that I actually replied to, and I said, "This is actually the best answer I got. Thank you very much." And it was like, "Okay, so in our defense, it's the Leafs." So if we don't protect the lead, we're going to lose it. And it happened. <laughs> then it happened. <laughs> Do you know what I will say, though? I spend my days at work playing games with toddlers. Um, we, that's all I do. I play, I play games with toddlers all day long. And there are some times when they win and all they want to do is celebrate their win in your face. And usually that involves <laughs> calling me the loser and them the winner. Right. And they're still more gracious winners. Toddlers. Leafs fans have been. <laughs> Those toddlers are still being more gracious. That's my only comment about the Leafs and for the rest of this in podcast. In their defense, nobody, like, other than calling me, you know, whatever, dumb and not understanding sports and everything else, everybody, it was pretty tame. And I mean, this is Twitter. Like, what am I going to do? Pick a fight with each of these people? I don't know these internet people. <laughs> so it didn't, it, it was all, I took no offense to it, but it was just like, okay, enough. Like, every time I pick up my phone, I'd rather see a reply from somebody that I know. But it was, yeah, in their defense, it was all, it was all clean and in good fun. And they were all just laughing at this poor Montreal Canadiens fan who doesn't understand hockey. <laughs> and... More so to that point, um, the Leafs were due to some sort of a greatness as opposed to, you know, popular belief because, I mean, the Habs have been shellacking them for years. So I can see the frustration on their end as well, even though it's unwarranted yes. and they will never deserve anything ever. <laughs> but, you know, there we are. <laughs> and you can see how they would want to, you know, put a little extra mustard on that win, their exactly. first win. In Toronto, yeah, against Montreal in forever. It's a so. big deal for them. It's all good. It's a big deal until the I playoffs. I love you, Leafs fans. Oh well, that, and I'm sorry I had Leafs fans, but that winning streak is coming to an end April seventh. Ooh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> there it is. They have Called not out. Lost in my presence. I it's am very... marking that in my calendar. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> so um, that would be really cool. So now that um, we got uh, that out of the way. And that were officially part of the athletic, um, tongue in cheek. <laughs> just in case anybody tries, you know, harassing the athletic about this podcast. That out of nowhere. Um, in case anybody actually believed us. Right. My name is David Auger, and I'm at Metal Dave Zero One. I'm joined by Veronica, who is just talking about her problem with the, the with the Toronto people, and she is yeah. at. 
I'm at chili underscore pepper, uh, Lee Spans. Your <laughs> tweets are welcome. Just in case you missed it over the past week. Um, and then we, I also have Ashley with us. That's me. I am at Allure, A-L-O-U-R. And then we have Beth, who had no issues with Toronto at all this past week. <laughs> I did not, actually. And um, I am at Eliza underscore Beethin on Twitter. There we are. My roommate is a Leafs fan, actually, though. But she's pretty cool. <gasps> oh, no. Wow. She's, a, she's, she's new, and she doesn't know any better. So that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so she just picked a team that's winning. She that's all right. no, she just likes Toronto. She Are likes the a... city. She... The city? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she and her husband. <laughs> she and her husband go like every year. And um, I'm really into hockey, and she's my best friend. So she wanted to enjoy something with me, and she was like, "I want to be into hockey too, but I want to like the Toronto team." And I was like. <laughs> No. Oh, okay. That's a sweet testament, but um, yeah, that's awful. Listen, she's that's her own woman. Nice. I can't fight her on it. Yeah. All good. More hockey fans in general means more for hockey, and that's all that we can hope for. Exactly. Exactly. So we're growing the game. Exactly, and that's exactly right. And anybody can play, hands down. No question on the matter. Um, one million percent exactly so the um i think one of the things that we wanted to talk about is a uh, goalie oriented stuff it's something that we mentioned in the second episode and i like the idea especially because there's a lot of interesting goalie news with the habs um i had a few things i wanted to say on the subject but i think the most pertinent one is carrie price is back Woo! and and what a welcome he had back with a penalty shot Right. His first seconds shot. into the game, welcome back, Carrie. We missed you. Yes. <laughs> and all truth be told, I thought Carrie looked fine. I mean, people ragged on him for letting in five goals against Pittsburgh, but it's like the, people that's, are angry. That is a sentence. People are just sour. That is a sentence. It's like five. He let in five goals against Pittsburgh, and it's like, well, look at Pittsburgh, and then look at <laughs> the Habs, and it's just there's there's two levels there. And Pittsburgh are rolling. They've had a good offensive, you know, system mm-hmm. throughout pretty much the entire season uh, with some lapses. But the thing is, those guys can score. They're dangerous. And I mean, you look at some of the goals, and it's like I have to mention the Sidney Crosby one, which is holy crap. You know of what? He's I did do not that. think it was all that. All Me right. either. And they okay, listen. Shabak Shabak did the same thing. <laughs> The exact same thing, and nobody said boo about it except for Habs fans. And by the way, how many times has Brendan Gallagher done that? Yeah. Right? Let's talk yes. about that. Let's talk about Brendan Gallagher. Brendan Gallagher does that, and all <laughs> anybody talks about is if it's I know. Is the nobody cares. Or not. Yeah. And everybody's so everybody's so bitter that like the talk was like, how dare you mention Montreal's defense in defense of Carey Price? It's just like what? What are you talking and about? Also, well, Montreal's because... defense is like is like um is like Eeyore's freaking house, you know. <laughs> oh. And Carey Price is Eeyore. <laughs> I mean, oh my god! I just got that visual. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's okay. okay. I'll just play another game. Now I will say I didn't um I didn't get a chance to watch that game. I was at curling last night, but I got the Ooh. um. You the Canadian, you right? I was <laughs> my maple leaf. the real um, beautiful sport. 
<laughs> but I got the rundown from my dad. We talk about every game after it. So I got the rundown from him after the game last night. And he said it's not very often that in a game where a goalie gives up five goals, you can sit there and think, yeah, he looked really good. <laughs> oh, no. I'm totally on board with that. Because Price, yeah, he looked fine. And honestly, the Habs looked pretty fine, too. I mean, the goals came from, like, what was going on? Uh, like, one was a... Sherbat, Gallagher, Drouin. Right, right. And, yeah, all the, you know, all our guys scored. only two scored, goals, but Gallagher then, yeah. was involved. All the stuff from Pittsburgh was, like, the... The fucking Malcolm goal with the goalie interference, which is that's a that's a fifty fifty all the time. Doesn't matter. Uh, there's a power play goal for Pittsburgh that happens. Uh, the other one was, uh, yeah, okay, the Crosby goal, whatever. But then it then after that it was three three, and then things kind of started rolling in Pittsburgh's direction with um. There's a PK where Jules, where Juleson slipped essentially, lost coverage, and that was a sure goal. And then um, Riley was a little soft on the boards against Gunsel, and that, that made it 5-3. Oh, you know, so that was my fault. There was, Yeah, it was my fault, too, because I was like, <laughs> Riley hasn't had a bad I was like, game as a hab. And, Riley has never had a bad game and, in but the But at CH. the same time, that pretty much means that, holy crap, this Riley kid, thank God we have him, because he's going to be part of the core, or you know, the quote-unquote core for the, the mm. defense next year, where we'll have Matei. Oh, my God, we're going to have Matei? Juleson, Riley, Weber, and that's our top four, I would think. I'm so excited. And that's not even mentioning oh Alzner, Petrie, or I ben. just lost my breath. Speaking of defense, I know, can we I celebrate need a Brett Lernout? I know. Yeah, that's Brett Lernout, too. First oh, my God. a good game. I just saw him, like, once, and he just looked pissed off. And I, so I just, I still am just, like, who is this angry little man? Oh, he's a Viking, that guy. <laughs> he's a huge he's angry little musketeer. <laughs> I know, but when you think about uh, Riley and Juleson and these guys, think about, you know, the environment that they're playing in uh, and, and sort of the attitude in the city towards the team, their age, their inexperience at the NHL level and everything else. I'm really proud of them. And they are still Same. playing. Too. Yeah. With, with an exception with the Florida game, which I lost at the Florida Florida game. Uh, apologies to I everybody. Know. But you got very vituperative. I did. Yeah. Wow. Man, you are a dictionary. <laughs> with some good I used to be a dictionary in my time, but <laughs> damn, that's a good one. I know words. I know a lot of words. Well, what does Trump say? Who? Good word. We good can bleep that words. out. We can just cut that. Oh, the best words. That's Was there it. a word bigly there that I just heard? <laughs> I will say though. About Veronica knows words bigly. She has the best words. Dot dot dot. Sherback has just been. This is this call up. I'm just. I feel super proud of him and how far he's come 100%. in his development this season. Yes. Okay, in that power play that I was watching last night where he kept on just ooh, rifling the puck over to Galchenyuk, I was just like, ooh, this is um, something to be excited about. That poor and kid, he's like, this is back, the plan. Like I said, my dad was <laughs> sending me text updates of the game while I was at curling, and he sends me a text that says, Sherback scores a shorthanded goal. That I think it was to tie up the game or something. Great goal. And I'm like, Sherback. Yeah. Scored a shorthanded goal. Well, he was going off the ice. He was leaving the ice because he he knows that the coach doesn't want him to be out there. 
for the penalty yeah. kill. <laughs> so he was leaving, and he's like, oh, my God, I forgot the puck, and nobody's here. There's and no one he here. better go yeah. score. He handled that move with <laughs> such... explained it to me afterwards, but I was so confused. I'm like, why? Why? What? Such a smooth play, too, for that goal. And so serious. So afterwards. serious. It's an alert play, though, like to realize, okay, I'm in yep. good space. I need to go ahead with this. Right. Yeah, exactly. And... um from the Pittsburgh perspective too because I think that goal was coming off of a uh, 4v4 essentially and there was and like Pittsburgh just like flubbed their line change and yes. um, mm. I wonder who got the pass to uh, Sherback that's the thing because that pass was like oh my god that threaded that needle right there and Sherback was like derp, derp. let me uh, look it up I was my dad told me and I cannot remember I want to say Gallagher oh you know that's my default let's, answer to everything let's give him this credit season. Anyway. Oh, you know it was probably yeah. Gallagher. What a, what a warrior. Um, <laughs> it was it was our lovely Chud, and Charles Charles Hudon. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um. It was it was Charles Hudon and Brett Lernout. Oh, oh that yay! Was Brett Lernout and Charles Hudon. <laughs> awesome. Oh, you know what? We um got off our goalie kick. I was just oh, gonna right. say. Speaking of goalies, okay. I just again called them Eeyore. That was nice. Well, like it's the only thing I can think of. Poor Eeyore in his house and it just crumbles. And he's like, "Oh, sorry, guys. I'll try again next time." Um, okay, so in, in response to our perhaps helicopter parenting of Carey Price last podcast, where we talked about <laughs> his concussion and. Perhaps he should stay out. Um, right. I thought he had the best response to similar concerns oh, yes. before the game yesterday, where he said, "If you're gonna ride the horse, you don't worry about the fall," or something to that effect. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. So you know good. What? That's fantastic. He's such a wonderful person. It's such a great perspective because it's true. Like he's this is his job. He can't be afraid or nervous when he goes out there to do it. So to hear that kind of confidence from him. Um, he's the one who knows his brain the best. So I felt much better after hearing that from him. Exactly. It was going to be okay. Well, yeah. and like, just like hearing all of the concern from the community and the outrage and how, uh, no, I'm not going to mention him, but a certain, um, um, pundit on the airwaves who was just freaking out and sort of almost insinuating that Carrie was still injured and that he was going to play anyway and how it was so irresponsible. And, of course, no, none of us wanted him to play because what for? But then he just, like, he just said, like, if I thought there was a problem with my head, I wouldn't play. And further, neither would the doctors. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, it's it's a weird thing because I can, I can totally see both sides to it, whereas, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about concussions, and that's a that's a huge. I mean, it's a huge thing, of course. And Kerry, mm -hmm. you know, took the puck. Um, it was against Philadelphia to the side of the head. I thought it was, and he played out the rest of the game. And people were, you know, burning down the hatches to get him out of there. And the thing is, whatever the NHL protocol is for checking a concussion, um, we don't know what it is. Anybody that talks about it has no idea what the concussion protocol is. At least I don't think so. D do you guys know what the concussion protocol is for goalie? You know, no. they have like spotters or something, right? That watch and they're like, oh well, he's fine, not fine. But like the people that that um that want to go so hard about the concussion protocol, it's that 
they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And that gets me so inflamed. And you don't, there's, there's sort of no timeline for recovery. Like there's several, my sister-in-law suffered a concussion. She was riding a bike, wearing a helmet, riding a bicycle uh, down the street. And this uh, guy opened his car door and she crashed into it. And there's like, there is literally no scientific um, way to diagnose when they're going to be better. It's just yep. all of these different exercises and tests and what you can do and what you're incapable of and all of the rest. But I always go back to the knee injury and in infamous whenever 2015, 2016, when uh, Carrie had the um, MCL injury, which I, by the way, would like to congratulate myself for diagnosing because I knew that that was what it was. <laughs> Good job, Veronica. <clears throat> yep. And I didn't think I you knew anything really about sports. I really did not get the recognition I thought that I deserved, but um, <laughs> I'm taking the opportunity right now to tell everybody that I called it. So, but that season, oh, no, he you're had a the. M- uh, correct. <laughs> Dr. Veronica. Dr. Candiete, oh my God, what a great... Dr. Recky all over again. Oh, the Leafs fans are going to come after me now. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, we've got to find a way to incorporate that later somehow. Um, Always. (laughs) 24 flavors. So... Oh, sorry. Yeah. 23. You went like you crossed the line. Um, so, so, okay. So that year he had the MCL injury and he was out the whole season and they kept him out. Even though he was practicing and skating with Stefan Wade and everything else, they never brought him back. They didn't bring him back early. They didn't bring him back at a point where, you know, perhaps they still could have saved their season. So why do you think that they would gamble with his brain for a guy that just signed an eight year contract that hasn't even kicked in yet. So it's just like that, that notion that they're being irresponsible with him somehow for playing him uh, and insinuating somehow that they're, that he's still hurt and they're playing him anyway. I just think it's, it's just like the height of Montreal this season. I was going to say, I think there's some sort of, um, belief out there that not that Montreal is going to choose to um, make the wrong choice to play someone who shouldn't play but that there's just this incompetence that infiltrates the entire organization Mm -hmm. from the guy that helps you find your seat all the way up to Jeff Molson like they for some reason there is this belief that nobody within this organization or that touches this organization knows what the hell they're doing and I can't believe that that's true there's no possible well, no. way there's no right. possible way accurate there was a really good interview on um do we mention radio names on here uh yeah why not well so well, on I the mean, english language water, so. sports radio in montreal <laughs> the english language sports radio in montreal they do every year this um irish no not irish the hurley's saint patrick's day show sounds pretty and, irish and uh and you know what? It is it is awesome. And my favorite, 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 favorite person is on there every year, and that's uh, Sean Gordon, 
who writes for the Globe and Mail, and he should write more often because he is very gifted. But um, so anyway, he's on there every year, and it's just an absolute must listen. And Jeff Molson came on, and he he you know he did his little bit with um, Mitch Melnick, and that was really good. And I thought I I just really really enjoyed that interview. But afterwards, Mitch Garber, who is I don't really know who he is. He's some kind of lawyer in Montreal, very well-known, obviously high profile, and who is quite chummy with Jeff Molson. Um, he was on there saying, like, basically, the thing that everybody needs to remember, but it's really easy to forget because it's much easier to be angry, and that is... <clears throat> we don't know the conversations that have been had. We don't know the possibilities that were out there. We don't know the negotiations that they tried to make. We don't know the players that were available, who they talked to. We don't know any of these deals that didn't happen. You know who knows everything? Mr. Molson. Exactly. Yep. And yeah. he, he kept his faith in Mark Bergevin. And whatever it was that Mark Bergevin told him, he's decided to stick with his guy. And it's not because, oh, my God, it's too expensive because on top of paying Michelle Therrien to not work for us, now I've got to pay Mark Bergevin to not work for us, and then I'm going to pay somebody else to come in. No, he's sticking with his guy for a reason, and he's the one who has all of the information. And to insinuate that um, Jeff Molson is somehow naive and doesn't understand this business that he's in, uh, considering all the hockey that he's been involved with his entire life is insulting. But I just thought it was, I, I really wanted to stand up and cheer when that lawyer was on there saying, <laughs> come on, give me a break. Like, please don't talk like this guy has no idea. Yeah. It's like about hearing, the business. It's like hearing opinions like that is such a, a rarity in Montreal. Like they never have exactly. those kind of people on and it's really frustrating. And that's why we got our podcast together to let people know Hooray! that everything is fine. Yay! Exactly. And we really don't know what's going on. Yeah, we have, <laughs> we have we no idea pretend what's to. going on. We're yeah. having fun talking about the Habs because hockey's fun. We, We're having we fun. We know we don't know things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to pretend. Okay, I'm not even going to go there. Anyway, no. Um, I have a um, I had something I wanted to mention about uh, Price and the uh, the concussion stuff. I was wondering if Beth had anything to say about that too. Um, I mean, I have things to say, but not about really about concussions. Okay. Let me finish my, See, I, my idea yeah. thing, because Veronica, you touched on it a little bit. And that is Carrie Price, the asset versus Carrie Price, the person. And when determining when, uh, a goalie should play, especially if Carrie Price's caliber, like what's what, like what, what's the best way to go about it? And, um. As I said, you, you hit on the fact that, you know, they're going to be careful with Kerry because he's going to be signed probably until he retires, right, the next eight years, right? That's the contract mm -hmm. kicking in mm -hmm. this, kicking in um, next season. <clears throat> and a lot of the things I was hearing was that, uh, you know, just scrolling through Twitter, of course, which is the bastion of um, sports intelligence. It's a wealth of information. Exactly. It is a, it's a hive mind of greatness. Um, and I think I can say a ton of things about it. You know, Carrie Price the asset, Carrie Price the person, but um, might be just uh, going a bit overboard because the thing is, is that Carrie Price himself said, I know myself and that's it. And he said that the doctors are letting him play and that's it. 
if it's a lost season, it's a lost season. But if Carey Price wants to play, he's allowed to play because he's one of the most competitive people in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's all I wanted to say about that. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then aside, I'm trying to think what else do we got for goalies. Um, I something. Things. Oh, Beth has things. Right, right. Beth, things. what's your thing, Beth? <laughs> okay. It just, just it, what? Is your thing Mike Condon? Can we talk about that? I'm and I have I have things about Mike Condon. <laughs> okay. No, okay, so I have well, a, like a, I'll post a picture of it on Twitter so you guys can okay. see like these scribbled notes that I've made. Like I spent an hour on this. Perfect. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's not very pretty, but it was just like let me look up all these stats and so I can talk about things and not sound stupid. Ah, um, we will now become numbers oriented because never. we are now no. officially part of the athletic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but this just has to do with the game last night. Just two things with Carey Price. The first thing is the the less uh, thing that ma- the thing that makes me less incensed. Um, <laughs> Carey Price like blocked a whole shot with his shoulder. Like st- he was standing straight up in front of the net, and the puck was coming, and he just was kind of like just like like boop, like he was like in dodgeball or something, <laughs> and he was just like not today, and it just went <laughs> off, and and the. The, I didn't like the color commentators last night. I, I, I don't know all of them very well because I don't get to watch games very often. Um, I believe it was. But I, I'm trying to it think. Was like, was it, it, was it wasn't Bartlett. No, it was. I was watching Sportsnet. Um, it was like hmm. a, a mill, like a Miller. Greg Miller. And a Mc, yeah, <gasps> and a McLean, like Doug McLean, I think. Yeah. No, I think no, no. I think Miller was one of the officials. Anyway, I can. <laughs> if they're not important. Um, one of them. One None of them, of said, them are good. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Except for Bob Cole. <gasps> yes, he's my favorite. I love him. Um, but one of them was just like, "Oh, the puck j- just glances off Carey Price's shoulder." And I'm like, "No, he did that on purpose, and we both know it. <laughs> so stop that. You're just mad because well, Smith is playing in front of one of his idols, and he's not sure what to do." I mean, no, he Smith did a good job, but. Anyway, do you no, think I, though that in Carrie Price's career he's made uh, saves that nobody else would make, and it looks effortless, and so that's why people, a, on the one hand, they they might say, ooh, you know, he looks like he's not even trying, but it's like he's just that good, For and sure. he's just coming yeah. off an injury, and you know, there's all of these other circumstances, and you know, yes, he let in five goals, but like Dave was saying. Or, or your dad was saying, Ashley, yep. you know, he still looks so good. Yeah. Yours I house, only watched I'm the last you. half of the game, but I'm just like, oh, damn, I cannot wait till October. Oh, I know. I can't you know? wait till off season. Oh, we were going to have the best oh, episodes for I the off so season. I have so many things so to say in the off season. <laughs> I have so many, like, I have a really good story for the off season. I'm so excited. I already um, have our episode about John Tavares. So, yes. So <laughs> oh, uh, LeBron said Pierre. Today, Pierre LeBron said that um, fans, apparently the draft lottery is April twenty eighth. Oh yeah, <gasps> I'm gonna have a little pizza party at my place for that, just to see what happens. Oh my god! I wonder if I can get off work and like drive up for that. Oh. Can I bring a vegan pizza day? Is that cool? <laughs> I mean, I guess. You can do whatever you want. We'll I'm so far. 
draft. Yeah, that's just, quite a hike just... for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> because the draft lottery isn't that long. No, it's not. <laughs> no, just... it's not. <laughs> I don't know. But they um, try to make it so long, though. Oh, my God. And now I'm starting yeah. to think about it. They try to make it like That's this awful. whole... Yeah. They try to make it as relevant as the draft itself. It's like, guys, just, man, send out a press release or something, for God's sake. <laughs> Don't need Vanna White showing, oh, number three team is... <laughs> Cut the commercial. Damn it! You know? It'd be better if a woman did it. If who did it? A woman. Oh. <laughs> Like just Why, so they could blame her after for the wrong team winning? No, oh, see, see. Um, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Ooh. But Beth, what, Beth, you had a second point. I don't know. I didn't know where it, that just came up, like, right from within me. I did not expect that to come up. <laughs> um, so remember the last time, two years ago, um, 2016, the, the draft lottery, Bergevin was there waiting to figure out what spot he was picking. And he was pissed as hell that he was even sitting there. He would look so uncomfortable. <laughs> and I think they, and when they asked him, blah, 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 you know, they were trying to get some kind of, you know, whatever sound bite out of him. He's like, I did not expect to be here. So, and that's all they got. Like he was so pissed off to be there in the first place. But um, this year, I think that uh, I hear tell that the first five picks are, you know, whoever should go in the first five are going to be generational players or oh, at yeah. least, yeah, um, I have something NHLers. to say about that because I have a little bit of inside info on that, which is actually Ooh. mostly due to, and I'm going to give a bit of a shout-out here to a Recruits.ca and Grant McCag's, McCag's work because um, his draft um, list that he has, I would be happy with the Habs drafting top 10, honestly. Any one of those nice. players would be a good addition, especially for the defense, which I think, uh -huh. which I think would be the best thing. Granted, there is a center in there too that wouldn't be a bad idea to grab as well. But it really depends, which is why for the Habs, at least, it's kind of exciting going into uh, the draft this year because even if they pick in the top ten, it's going to be worth it. Yes, yes, I agree. So how about them goalies? And Yes. <laughs> Unless we have something else that we want to mention. I think Beth had another um, point. Oh yeah. I Beth, did have another point. Yeah, I did have another point. Um, Crosby slashing Carey Price right after that goal made me really pissed off. Like I just, like, he just slashed him on the wrist and then skated away and got away with it because it's Sidney Crosby. I mean, Carey was fine. Like, he, but he just just hit him. But those two guys are buds. They are like they are. So like they're very chill. Yeah. I was gonna say, was yes. it a slash or was it a tap? I mean, yeah. it, like, not like a yeah. not like a super big slash, but it was just like it, he clearly came down with effort on <laughs> Carrie's wrist, and I just I don't know. I just I have Sydney very feelings a about to himself. Yeah, I don't yeah. like Sidney Crosby as a hockey player. I mean, oh, I, my I God, didn't, I didn't see this. I don't know. I yeah. don't know what you're about to say, Veronica, but I'm going to get to the best that I'll I love Sidney Crosby very much. So do I. For no okay. I'm sorry. Like, I, don't, I love him a lot. And for some reason, I only ever really watch him against the Habs, but they make him this sad little petulant yes. child. He gets so <laughs> frustrated against them. 
And I used to completely give all of that credit to Placanets. I don't know yes. if that's still true because I missed this game. I don't know. But um, it's just so funny to watch him get so mad playing the half. Yeah. Things don't he, when he got a penalty last night, he was very angry. Like he, like, I mean, he wasn't like boiling over, but you could see him being like, what the heck? Oh, yeah, he, what was, is happening? he was definitely a jawing to It is really cool on and, uh, for one of the best guys in the hockey league to play with that level of emotion. But mm-hmm. um, I also really, really love Sidney Crosby. I really love Sidney Crosby, except when he plays the Habs. Because <laughs> yes. then the gloves are off. And it's the same thing with, like, Phil Kessel. Eh, I didn't really... Mm. Didn't have much of a feeling for him for years. And then he got treated like absolute garbage when he yeah. was on the Leafs. Absolute garbage by the media oh, the and Leafs? the fans. And it was just and relentless and him. horrible and awful. Oh, yeah. And now I love him. Except him when he plays the <laughs> I would. Oh, and Carey Price had an amazing save on like two Kessel shots too. He like, really did. Very great. Because with Kessel, the thing with Kessel is that he's like a Pacioretty. He has one of those wristers that just comes out of mm-hmm. nowhere and it's like a freight train. You know, it's so fast that he, he's able to get him off those uh, snappers as they are. And uh, Price, he was set up for both of those. I was like, attaboy, Pricey. I mean, Phil Kessel's cool, yeah. but screw that guy. Now, with that being said, I would help Phil Kessel move. Like, I think he's that cool of a guy. <laughs> Even though he smells like hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't buy Phil And Kessel, the hair? All the hot dogs oh, he wanted. Oh, man, that I'm not shot sure of his the lettuce. <laughs> the thing is, he can... He's the type what? of guy that can just... He has that look where it works, that skullet that he has coming on. <laughs> oh, man. Is that what that lettuce means? Oh. Lettuce means hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, in okay. hockey, hockey lingo. Wow, I'm learning. If you knew anything new about terms. sports, Veronica, you yeah, know. yeah. Can you get the program, please? Even sports. Like I said, we're carrying water here, and a lot of water, Veronica. And my arms are getting like, you know. Yeah. Ripped. Tell me about it. Yeah, I carry it on my head. I carry the bucket on my head. Stop being so practical. <laughs> I'm sorry, so, Dave. Speaking of goaltenders, I feel like yeah. we've done it a little bit, but I think we need to spend a little bit of time talking about the revelation that has been anti Niemi. Yes, again. That was yes. my next topic. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. The Lord bless him and keep him. I love him so much. I didn't even know until this season. Anti Niemi, Molson Award winner as well. Incredibly right? well deserved. Yes. And I love how he is just very blase. Oh, for sure. Not not very blasé, but just very sort of. He's there appears to be no ego there. No, he's obviously you know a real competitor, and I just I really really like his style, and especially again because I like to cheer for the people who aren't getting enough of it, especially yeah. because of the way he you know the the way he was received when he arrived in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had my doubts. I had my doubts. I mean, I'm guilty of it. 100%. I saw the uh, beginning three games of his (laughs) against Pittsburgh and uh, when he was with Pittsburgh and with, oh my God, who was the other team? Dallas? Florida. He was a Florida. Dallas and Florida. Like he played one game with one team and then two games with Pittsburgh. Dallas, I think. 
and for me and Pittsburgh, or, that's or maybe right. It was Florida. Hold on. And I'm, for me, sorry. I think it has to do with my um, rose-colored glasses and the fact that I know nothing about sports. But I do. I I get my hopes up because oh, I think comes. okay. <laughs> I think, well, they've seen something in this guy, and I don't know, despite the history, I always just, you know, I want to embrace them and 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 wish them the best and, and go out there and give it your best. And he obviously had a lot more than that, and, and hopefully he did have a chip on his shoulder for all the people that, you know, all the naysayers and everything else. There's a good but I'm bit of- so pleased. Yes, I am too. And there is actually some really interesting uh, history concerning Antony Emmy and, and whatnot. So, um, I mean, it was like, it was crazy that the, that the Habs have picked him up on waivers. And I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly the uh, the reason why. Because Montoya had a concussion at the time. At the beginning of the season? <laughs> That's right. That's not when they got Niemi. No. When no. They got Niemi, Montoya's concussion came in Edmonton, concussion. wasn't it? I don't remember where it was, but that's why they picked up Miami because Montoya was out. Um, and I honestly, I firmly believe that the bulk of that kind of thing is Stefan Waite saying, him, I know what we can do. I know what mm-hmm. we can work on. That, yes. And he hasn't been wrong. That is also going um, into what I wanted to mention about the history there. Because Stefan Waite was Anthony Miami's coach in Chicago when he got the, uh, mm-hmm. the cup. When he won the cup. And interesting, somebody else that was in the management of that cup-winning team, I think, was this guy. Um, oh, he has such great suits. Oh, he didn't assemble oh, that the team, Dave. The arms. Oh, and the glasses. Yeah. Oh my God, those the frames. <gasps> the salt and pepper hair. Oh, <laughs> oh duh, Bergevin. See, That's I said that out loud. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but no, we please, we're we're not supposed to credit Bergevin with any of them. Any anything oh, yeah, of what happened with yeah I forgot building that cup winner. Athletic, my bad. Oops. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I don't even know how that works, but um, yeah, no, Anthony Emmy. Um, thank God we got him, and that you know brings up another interesting uh, conversation to have. Um, come the off season, do we keep Niemi or do we bring up Charles Lindgren? You Charles, who's Charles? Charlie. Uh, Charlie. Do you already have a Charles? I'm going to say, who's on switching to goal next year? Surprise. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, yeah, right. No. I think we've mentioned this before, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm on, I'm on team Charlie. But in the short term, I've got no problem having Niami there if he agrees to stay. And being Niami, he might want to stay with, you know, with his coach with whom things work really well. And he seems to have, for some reason, I wasn't expecting it, but a personality that works in Montreal. Like you said, he doesn't seem phased by all this exactly happening around him. Mm-hmm. He just comes to the rink and does his job and seems like a pretty even keel guy. And he that's does. such an asset in a, Montreal, in a market like Montreal. Oh, You're man. making me think of um, Shea Weber. I oh, know. When oh, back. That reminds me of <laughs> Shea Weber. I, um, Another important I have two thing. things. Yes. Oh. Oh, sorry, I just have two. I just have two things. First, with Niemi, um, all the stat collecting that I did today, and Niemi's stats with the Habs this season are his best stats um, since the fourteen fifteen season. Wow! Um, his, wow! He has a two point four one uh, goals allowed average, 
and a 0.932 save percentage. That's, those are his uh, stats. That's all those, star those stats. Are his, those are his stats for Montreal this season so far. Wow. Well, at least the save percentage would be. But yes, those are very yeah. good. Yeah, his next highest was in 2014-15 with a 2.59 and a 0.914. Um, Who was he playing with in 2014-15? Was that Dallas? Oh, I think it was the Sharks. Oh. I think that was the Sharks. I can double check really fast. But yeah, yeah. So it, yeah it, was, it was the Sharks. The boy has been around, has yes. he not? Mm -hmm. Goodness. Um, and then this season he played two games with Florida and three games with Pittsburgh. That's what it was. Panthers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then my second thing was um, with the with Lindgren um, coming up. I like I like Veronica. I wouldn't mind Miami staying at all. Um, but I think Charlie would do very well to have an extended period of time working with Carrie. Um, and Stefan Waite. Um, like, like, Lindgren has a lot. Like, Lindgren is talented. We know this. We know this. Yeah, and I but don't I think, think he's going to be a career backup. No, I don't think so either. I think he's going to be a starter, and he needs to have mm -hmm. NHL starting, an NHL starter time in coaching. The thing is, he's not going to be an NHL starter with the Habs? No. No, no. So that part, I'm kind of like, well... <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, I, you know what, to be fair with Niemi or with, um, Lindgren or with someone else who Stefan Waite says him, I can work with him. I feel like I'm going to be comfortable with our backup, whoever it is next year. There hasn't been, I can't think of, um, except perhaps, perhaps the, um, Condon Scrivens tandem that I, I can't think of a time I feel, I've felt uncomfortable with our backup goaltender situation. That might be the only time I have felt like, oh, this isn't amazing. <laughs> but I feel yeah. like Tommy's done a solid job <laughs> with Stefan Waite there working with them. Yeah. In yes. reference to uh, the whole starter backup thing, I'm really wondering, because um, Carrie has notoriously taken on huge workloads um, during the seasons and whatnot. And uh, actually, that kind of goes into something I wanted to mention before about the whole fatigue um, conversation. I want to, I don't know if you guys want to get into that, but that's something I had in my notes that is interesting because people like bombarded Price for admitting that he had fatigue or his doctor admitting physical fatigue or something like that. Do you remember that? It's like, I'm really sure. It's chronic fatigue is like a diagnosis. I think that was a Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, no, chronic fatigue. That's exactly what it was. So Carrie... You know, that's was... not just a saying I'm tired. That's a diagnosable illness. So exactly. yeah. anybody feels the need to comment on someone else's illness. Right. And but the thing is, like, it's kind of like a new term, I guess, because people heard it and they're like, well, what kind of excuse is this? But now Vasilevsky's talking about it. Holtby's talking about it. All the great NHL goaltenders, you know, there's been a handful of them that have mentioned it. I'm like, wow, how about that? So it's not only price that gets this sort of thing. And yeah. And it's further too and i'm sorry but the one other thing is that it say um just just to uh, just to put it out there say it is price and charles i'm sorry Char price and lincoln next year um <laughs> why not split the games up 41 41 you know try to do not like the 70 oh, 30 but like a 50 50 price that's and that know. and that's also a lot to put on charlie oh, yeah for sure but um 
I think that's But I wonder if it's too much to put thing. on Niemi, give him a third of the games. Well, I don't know with Niemi. I mean, I don't know. he's a, the thing is he has the pedigree. He has the Stanley Cup He pedigree, has the pedigree. pedigree he he's got the, the maturity. And he's done well enough with the lion's share for this last half of the season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's possible that yeah. he could handle a, a larger load, especially yeah. if the season goes as we all anticipate it will, and we're looking towards a lengthy playoff run, then, you know, you want Price to be more rested and have Miami or whoever is the backup to be able to take that mm-hmm. a larger load and have Price be a little more rested. Heading yeah, into springtime. For sure. Yeah, I just uh, I mentioned it because goalie deployment is always really interesting to me, at least with the Habs, because like I said, ha- Price has been taking a lot of the load. And, and, and he's had the bad luck with the injuries in the past few years as exactly. well, and also which I don't think is sort of a a, a a situation that you've got to be forever worried about and keep harping on because we we had players. In previous years, like Saku Koivu, his knee of glass, Andre Markov, his knee of glass, et cetera, et cetera. Well, these people kept on playing for years and years and years after their, after recovering from their injuries. But I wanted to go back to one thing that you said, Dave, and that was about how people were harping on, oh, God, what is this condition that Carey Price has and his fatigue and right. whatever. It's just like. There literally is nothing you can do in Montreal, and obviously losing makes it a lot worse, but there's nothing you can do in Montreal. There is nothing you can say in Montreal. It's always going to, like, if he doesn't say that, you know, the Habs are lying. They're lying to us. They're still lying to us, and they're, you know, making things up and whatever. And if you're transparent, well, we have to make fun of what you have because... It's just, it's too It's much. not a real illness. Suck it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Exactly. I'm tired too. Agreed. <laughs> I have I go to work all the time. I'm not taking, you know, <laughs> freaking 120 kilometer pucks to the face. But yeah, whatever. So I think we can all agree that this, everybody, everybody unanimous, unanimously and no matter what side you are on, because there is a big divide in the Habs fan base. Especially now, but no matter what side you're on, it's been a really terrible season. Some have dealt with it better than others. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been just really terrible, and I, I'm just really looking forward to turning this page. Um, starting fresh in mm-hmm. Before we leave the, the chronic fatigue section of the podcast, <laughs> um, sorry, um, <laughs> It's, this is another thing that I cannot. I did look beforehand to try and find this, but I could not find my reference for it again. So I apologize. Um, but I believe it was last season, um, and I do not remember if it was about Braden Holtby and Barry Trotz or if it was about Carey Price and Michelle Therrien. But it was somebody was critiquing how much one of the two was playing, the two goalies was playing, and saying like the backup needs to get a chance to come in and play. And um, the coach said, I, like, he decides what, how many games he plays. He decides which game he plays for a back-to-back and then whether or not the backup comes in for the other game. Like, I don't – I let him choose. He's a smart guy. He's fine. Leave us alone kind of thing. 
Um, I could see and both teams. Who saying said this that. win? Sorry, <laughs> this was this was last this was last season, and I don't remember if it was if if it was about if it was um, was Carrie it Price before or after or... the glare? The glare. Mm-hmm. So with oh, Michelle Terrian. So he, Carrie Price got pulled one game. No, 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 no. It was no. It was just a critique about how much. I don't remember which goalie it was about because I I can oh, feel okay. like I can Sorry. apply it to both of them, and like a, a reporter was critiquing how much one of these two goalies was playing, and what? the coach the coach said they know what they're doing. Like I let them choose which games, how many games they play, which games they play, et cetera, et cetera, because they're capable and they know their body better than I do. Yeah, kind of thing, um, and. But like like Dave said, like I can see it applying to both Carey Price and Braden Holtby because they're very they're very much in the same caliber of play, yeah. and I think they have the same amount of respect from their coach. I was just gonna well, say I think both have coaches that trust them and their opinions. Yeah, and, yeah, I agree with you. Well, and rightly so. Like we've got we we're. We're sort of everybody sits around and discusses these things and um, becomes experts in their own minds and knows better than the player themselves or their medical staff or their coaches or their management and everybody else. And, uh, you know, sort of the just the collective opinions just sort of take over. But of course, when you're the coach, you're listening to your, uh, you know, a player like Carrie Price, you're going to trust yeah. his, you're going to trust his thinking. Because, and, and never mind that after, I don't know if anybody remembers, but after, uh, what's that horrible guy's name? Chris Kreider took oh, out, yeah. took, took Carrie out of that game in game one. Carrie Price wanted to come back. He was, he wanted to play game two, but they made him stay out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I, I, I just think that, like, there's this dynamic there of where they make the call or they understand that it's okay to, for him to make the call. Like, if Carrie Price is talking about his brain, you know, this concussion or the chronic fatigue or whatever it is, you know, they're going to trust him because this guy's not stupid. He he wants to play till he's 45 or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know, he's not going to gamble with his future. But in the in the case of, you know, in the New York game when he in the New York series when he did want to come back and play, they told him absolutely not. They're it's not gonna if, play anymore. It's as if the um you know, this is gonna sound crazy, but it's as if the staff of the Montreal Canadiens know what they're doing. And they care about their players. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I never thought I would say that out loud, but here we are. <laughs> but I Strange think times. Twenty eighteen is weird. There's a good professional balance there between you can have as much say as you want in this part, but there does come a time where we as the medical staff have to say, no, this is Mm -hmm. where that line is. Mm -hmm. Once we get past to this healthy line, then of course you can go back and have that, um, that ability to make those choices yourself. But I I just think that's a, that's kind of key to an appropriate and respectful professional relationship is being able to, have that flexibility in those boundaries a little bit. So, yeah, because the, the players are such competitors that they are going to be wanting. Like, I mean, Kerry right now, he's coming back because he wants to play with his guys. 
Mm-hmm. He wants to be with his team. He knows that they're not going to make the playoffs. He knows that there, you know, that there's nothing in it. That it's not even about professional pride. He wants to go and play with his team. That's those are his guys, and he wants and to I do his he, job. He wants to play with these new guys. He wants to get headed into October with a good feeling, end the season in a positive way, and look what we can do, and look at our future, look out for us come October, kind of thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. being all like, mm-hmm. "Hey, Taveras, look at our future." Exactly. Look how much fun we're having. We have half um, a team Canada on this team, T. Come on, JT. <laughs> Come on over. Well, Shay's going to have to spend the summer in Montreal, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. For the whole yeah. schmoozing and wooing. Exactly. Yeah, I would say that's probably in his agenda already. Same. Well, I mean, he has to go to Toronto for a minute to, so he can go like do batting practice with um, <gasps> the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. He did that the week before I went to Toronto last summer. I was so oh, mad. I was like, you couldn't wait. You couldn't wait. And they were like all home runs. Yeah, of like, course. Like they surprised. <laughs> what else does a man mountain hit? Dingers yeah. <laughs> all day. Galaxy runs. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably on the on the diamond like, oh, man, this is really easy. This is all you have to do. <laughs> I wonder if he's gonna. I wonder if he's gonna pull like a Tim Tebow whenever he retires and just go play for the Blue Jays after he's done playing hockey. He'll be like forty-five on the MLB, <laughs> or like he's Michael probably... Jordan, wasn't he yeah. a baseball player? Yeah, he was and he really did golf bad. too. Yeah, that's <laughs> nah, funny. He's gonna go for like the national good North American sports home run, whatever that like. Basketball, baseball, hockey. The trifecta. The football, hockey. Yeah. Football. <laughs> well, there's four if he if does football, the too. The diamond. Oh, my oh, God. What a linebacker he is. The rhombus. <laughs> the rhombus. <laughs> the fourth rhombus. <laughs> so, let's take a look here. Oh, my God. We're so funny. Yeah, I mean. We, we are, are hilarious. We are hilarious. Um <laughs> And, you know, and with that, we're out of time. So, no, you can, no. Oh my God, that went by so fast. I know, can we right? end our episode with our favorite Habs moment of the week? Yes, we and can. And a happy note here. Oh my God, I'm going last because I have to think. Okay. okay. I actually have one uh, right off the Perfect. bat. Uh, we were talking about Anthony Niemi, and he is definitely a bright spot. But something that we missed when we were talking about Anthony Niemi is that he's Finnish. And who else is Finnish? But our Arturi <gasps> Lekkinen, who is our Bio Steel Performer of the Week last week I think. <gasps> but oh, yay. that's the thing i mean the reemergence of a uh, lekkonen as a force on the ice is very very nice to see so, and i'm very happy about that and that's my happy thing awesome that was a good one um i can go next so i kind of already mentioned mine but it's um, yes you can it's it's carrie price's quote again you can't worry about the fall if you're gonna ride the horse i just Perfect. Those words just hit me when I read them. Like they're so appropriate to his situation, but I just feel like that's a really good life motto. Like if you're gonna do something, just go ahead and do it, and don't worry about the consequences. Just do what you got to do. What and a cowboy! I just, I just love it. It just it encompasses his personality, I think, so well. And I don't know. That's one I'm gonna remember for a while and hopefully take with me. So that was my happy moment for the week. Perfect. Little Terry Price. <laughs> Um, my happy moment, um, is, so it has to do with Carrie Price, but I just like how on Twitter, at least I see this, is whenever Carrie Price plays, everybody's like, which pads does he have on? (laughs) 
And I did mention this on Twitter last night, but I, it's just really fun to me. I'm like, yes, Carey Price is back, but sometimes we're like, oh, it's his old pads. Like, he's doing, going to do this with them. And then last night he had on older pads, but he had on a new blocker and glove. And so it was just really, I don't know, just a lot, a lot of feeling of camaraderie for me. And I just think it's an adorable thing that we do as fans. I love that he's mixing and matching like an outfit. Yeah. What do I want yes. to wear today? <laughs> <laughs> and for me, the only thing I can think of, and I mentioned it earlier, I, I don't have the good fortune of everybody else in the Eastern time zone of being able to watch full games on weeknights. So I usually get home either in the middle of the second period or at the end of the second period. So I didn't get to watch all of last night's game, but I did watch the third period. And all I was doing really, like I wasn't, you know, at this stage of the season, you're not hoping for the team to win. You're just watching to see how the guys are playing. And Nikita Sherback is just really impressing me for the last like three games in a row. I did not get to watch, unfortunately, his shorthanded goal. I did hear it on the radio and it was like, everybody was just like, <gasps> like it, like it just sucked the sound out of the arena. But oh, when I was yeah. watching that power play, when he was feeding Galchenyuk, just wham, wham, yes. it was almost arousing, <laughs> you know, like on, on the golden girls that Blanche, Whoa. when she yes. sprays herself. With herself. Spray. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so, <gasps> uh, like there's something there. And that guy He's got it. You know, he's I, got it. I'm calling it. I it can, can't be a coincidence that they're friends. Like, if you follow either of them on Instagram, I know. Stories I do. Are <laughs> that chemistry is a real thing. It is real. And you can see it on and off the ice. Oh, yeah, well, because they're both Ruskies, sort of. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. Sort of, kind of. Kind of. A little. A smidge. Um, that was my moment. Because it was, it, it just really got me so excited, and I was just like, "Why, why am I so excited? They're, they're, you know, they're not going to win this game." <laughs> yeah, just look at that you know, pass. but oh, it was just like, he's "Oh, feeding him, oh, yes. again and again." It's like this is the just play all the feels. work now, <laughs> and of course, it would have been so beautiful. But oh, absolutely. That's so, it. <laughs> yeah, those are all really good moments. I liked every one of those, and awesome. um. Yeah, I think that's it for this week's episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And, You're welcome. Um... <laughs> oh. All right. Thanks, that's everybody. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. Did I hear an O? Thank you. <laughs> you guys are no. I'm going to stop. <laughs> but stay on the line. Bye. Bye.